1: on the slaughter we on that haunted ground
0: the three spooked girls hey there spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on three spooked girls my name is jessica and as always well i guess not as always because monday i did fly solo (laughs) which was was a little weird for me but i i I got hurt (laughs) because
1: i missed you i missed you friend
0: But I am joined by my favorite person on the planet, Tara.
1: Hi, spooksters. Yeah, I appreciate you. We had a lot of fun. I'm so glad. It was so fucking hot, though, but it it was great. It was great.
0: <laughs> I just have to say, like, Tara and them, they went to an amusement park, and I was so happy because Tara and I love roller coasters, mm. but her kid, I swear her child was never going to forgive me for, quote, unquote, lying to her <laughs> for years. <laughs> Because we were going on Space Mountain and she like, this little angel-faced child looks up at me and goes, Aunt <laughs> hey, Jessica, is it going to be scary? And I looked at <laughs> her and was like, no, it's not going to be scary. Oh. Knowing full well that it could
1: probably scare the shit out of her. Oh my God, yeah. And it was funny because that actually came up. Okay, you can, <laughs> we can say I was at, at A6 flags, <laughs> but... It literally came up because the one we went... Have you been to the one I went to or no? No. Okay, so... like weird,
0: weird coincidence. Like Tara's like, we're going here. And like literally the day before my cousins were there. I was like, that's weird.
1: (laughs) So there's this ride. I can't remember what it's called. It's like basically you're on a train, whatever. But it's like Mm -hmm. it's an indoor track Mm. like Space Mountain. But it's like pitch black and it was hot in there. <laughs> oh no. After that, Bug was like, This was just like Space Mountain. <laughs> I remember going on that with Aunt Jessica.
0: <laughs> I wanna say, <laughs> somehow this little because I think Bug was like eight, maybe nine at the time. And yeah she like that. was like, I wanna ride with you. I was so happy when she was like, I wanna ride with your ex because like I was like, You two are skating cats together. <laughs> Right. We go on Space Mountain, and I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's It's totally fine. And she's like, no, it's not. It's going to be dark. I'm like, but it's fun because you're going to see all these stars. If you've never been on Space Mountain before, like, when you first start, like, you go up Mm -hmm. this tunnel, and you kind of, like, look like you're going to do hyperspace, but you got to go slow a little. Like, at some point, you go slow. And then it started going fast, and these little (laughs) nails just started digging. Like, she had (laughs) one hand on me in my hand, and the other, like... (laughs) the hand that was in the bar and then I had my arm around her and so she was like clawing in my arm (laughs) and then like at the end of Space Mountain you get this like picture and she is just like (laughs) full body turned into me and just screaming and my dumbass is like hi I'm so happy happy face it was great it was a great picture I was very happy oh my god amazing but But when we went to go on it again my Mm -hmm. ex was like I don't want to go and he was like I'm on a Stay with him. I mean, sorry, <laughs> Buck said she was going to be like, I'm going to stay with him. And I was like, you rocket kid. <laughs> oh, my God. But I'm glad now she likes amusement parks.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. We were so, OK, you guys are just going to all get an update and that's just what's going to happen first. <laughs> <laughs> but we were so impressed because literally she like just just said like she's the biggest scaredy cat, but she it's went on true every single ride except one and that was just because like we had just got off another big one and she was like all right cool i'm gonna do my break now and me and her went on like a log ride while shannon went on the other thing
0: <laughs> i will say that like i think she trusts shannon more than me when it comes to this kind of shit oh yeah because shannon had never like steered her wrong mm-hmm. this is not the first time in bug's life i have steered her wrong tara and i went to the zoo when she was like <laughs> six I want to say, maybe seven. Yeah. And she was like, I want to ride this ride. And I was like, okay. And she's like, do you think it's going to be scary? And I was like, no, because honest (laughs) to God, I didn't think it was going to be scary. And it's one of those that like spins around, like you sit in Mm -hmm. a car and then it just goes in a circle, but kind of like up and down. Like think carnival ride. Like this is what this is. And (laughs) she starts going and Bug is like, first time around, it's kind (laughs) of slow. So she's like, okay. And the faster it goes, the bigger her eyes get. And then at some point she's just curled into the car and Tara (laughs) and I the assholes sitting there trying so hard to not laugh in front of her
1: oh my god yeah (laughs) it was
0: hard I can see how parenting is hard just like not laughing at your kids sometimes (laughs) oh my god
1: the hardest but yeah she her favorite rides were the Batman ride the Batman Mm -hmm. roller coaster the one where your feet hang and then the Joker one which I was shocked but those were two thrill rides, according to Six Flags. It's like, you know, like the mm-hmm. the top tier ones. So I was like, she's growing up. I'm so proud of her.
0: <laughs> I actually like, as far as amusement parks in California, obviously I love Disneyland and all Disney yeah. themed ones. Yes. The R Six Flags, there's like one ride I really like, which is the big purple one, whatever that one is. I don't remember. And I, I will not ride the Kong because... That shit, like, always gets stuck, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> but I like Great America. So if, like, you're from the Bay, like, uh, or Northern California, I don't know, have you been to Great America? Mm. It's in, like, the South Bay, like, in Santa Clara. It's actually right next to the new, it's next to the newish football stadium no, I don't No, I,
1: I don't think I have, actually.
0: About the time that, like, Top Gun came out, they put in a ride, and mm-hmm. they called it Top Gun, and then mm-hmm. they lost their licensing to call it Top Gun, so they called uh, it Top Flight uh it's like one of those like your feet dangle and i love that mm-hmm. i just don't like the initial drop which is where the fuck the camera is
1: uh, of course
0: <laughs> so i'm always like eh, in the picture but i like every other second i'm like laughing i just i don't really like the drops which i get is part of roller coasters but okay we've wasted seven minutes we should probably talk that's about that's okay episode. yeah i'd rather talk about roller coasters than what we have to talk about. Today.
1: <laughs> Go to Patreon. We'll do that for the tier episode. <laughs> we'll
0: just talk about <laughs> our favorite relics. <roller>
1: <laughs> They're like, no. <laughs> oh, God.
0: They might like it. <laughs> they would like it if it was like an added bonus. They're like, it's an extra, extra episode. True. Okay, so now we're going to be talking about episode three of Happy Shiny People, which is called Under Authority. And it just, I literally wrote, let's get this shit show on the road. Because like, <sighs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm going to trigger warning you guys right now. I'm really glad we kind of did like a long time of amusement rides. Mm -hmm. This is going to be heavily like talked about, like a sexual abuse episode. Yeah. It's going to talk about different types of abuse. There will be mention of rape. There'll be mention of molestation. Mm -hmm. There'll be mention of incest in this episode. If that is not a safe place for you, a safe space, Mm -hmm. please don't continue to listen just because you like us. We have other episodes and we want your mental health over. Anything else? So, mm-hmm. if that's something that's going to trigger you, we'll just see you back here on Monday. But if not, if you want to continue on with us, let's get into the shit show. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that kind of comes to light at the beginning of this episode is how Jim Bob controls the family finances,
1: right? Mm, which I think at this point we're not surprised by, but like at all, it's crazy the extent of this that you'll go yeah. into. It's like it's shocking but it's not shocking
0: yes it's like you you expect it because this is the shit show that is jim bob duggar but at the same time you're like how is this okay like my question is how is this okay with tlc right you know like Mm -hmm. how are they going okay why are we only paying this one person so basically what it is, is it starts the episode... We It's kind of a little recap of this episode before. It starts with the Megan Kelly and the whole, like, Jill and Jessa talking to her. Jill mm-hmm. and Derek are talking, and it's basically kind of brought up that, like... They, you know, they had to relive their trauma, and now they're going into this whole... Jill and Jessa counting on,
1: mm-hmm. and... The spinoff.
0: Yeah, and basically... Jill is saying in this part that, like, basically, Jim Bob was under the impression that even after the whole like Josh molested his siblings thing, that Jim Bob was sure that they were just going to pick up right where they left off with right. the show. Mm-hmm. And when that wasn't happening, of course, Jim Bob had to like pivot and come up with something else, which is how they came up with this. And so it was just really interesting, like, how this was all like playing out mm-hmm. in the media, which was that. The Duggars weren't gone. It's just that they weren't gonna give Josh a platform anymore. And they were gonna give the other younger children. It's like the way I remember it being spoon-fed this is that Mm -hmm. they were giving like the other younger children like a break from it. It was just too hectic. And Mm -hmm. so, but like Jill and Jessa are older. They both have children, or like, you know, they're both married. Mm -hmm. So this is a way for them to continue on the family legacy. Mm -hmm. And You know, they talk about this like core teaching that which is basically is that you are meant to serve and whatnot. And it is not uncommon that you sign a contract that you're going to serve the church, IBLP, in a certain Mm -hmm. way and that you're gonna behave a certain way. This is also how they keep the abuse behind closed doors. Because if you basically sign like an NDA Mm -hmm. in a way. You can't really come out and be like, well, I wasn't – it's either like you can't come out – because it's not like a real NDA, but it's more like you can't come out and say, like, I didn't know this abuse was happening or what happened to me because, like, you fucking signed the paper. Yeah. And this was just, like, a a way to exploit – to exploit them, both for the show and Mm -hmm. in the the IB – whatever the fuck it is – the cult. Mm -hmm. the way that the show portrays and this is what they literally say like the show portrays jim bob duggar to be this like quote unquote lovable lug that's literally a quote from the show Mm -hmm. and you know it kind of talks about it he's like a goofy dad and he's like he does all these like funny like skits or things like that so he's just kind of like basically he's so soft-spoken he never yells at the kids and when you think you have fucking 19 kids and your dad doesn't yell can you imagine watching that like growing up in a house where your dad yells at you all the time
1: mm-hmm. You'd be
0: like jim bob duggar is the best dad in the world because he doesn't yell at his kids and look how well behaved they are my parents yelled at me and i didn't behave so i'm like maybe that's you know mm-hmm. and then they kind of start talking about like how he really controlled every aspect of their lives including he handpicked his daughter's husbands and he made them fill out a, a, like a 45-page questionnaire.
1: Fucking and it weird. it had
0: questions about like their financial history. It had questions about them as like a man of God. And then Derek kind of shares like how he became Jill's husband. Mm-hmm. The path to it was that he was getting ready to go on a missions trip to Nepal and he wanted somebody in the church who – because I guess he lived in the area, but he didn't know the Duckers Right. And he just was like, I'm getting ready to go, but I really want this really powerful man of God to be able to, like, pray over me, be like my prayer buddy. Mm-hmm. And so he met Jim Bob, and they kind of formed this relationship. And mm-hmm. then he was basically like, oh, I want you to date my daughter, Jill. And I guess Jill was at the point in her age where she needed to start, like, being courted, so Uh. other people were gonna, like, set her up on a date, so Jim Bob swooped in there really quickly to, like, you know, get it. Mm -hmm. So because of that, Derek eventually, like, meets her, goes on a date with her. I'm sure Jim Bob was right the fuck there. Real, and then he officially courts her, and something that I wrote down is that literally what they say is the father is responsible for the purity of the daughter up to marriage, and so the whole point of courtship is to preserve the sexual purity and control the woman's actions. That's so gross, yeah, so you know this is what's happening to Jill is her father has handpicked Derek, which I think Jill loves Derek, like I don't think there's I don't think they're, like, in a marriage where she doesn't like her husband. He does seem to really care about her.
1: I don't, yeah, I don't really know anything, but...
0: I should say, what we see. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really seem like she's like, oh, I don't want to be... But then again, she's been on reality TV since she was very young, so we don't really... Yeah, like, yeah, I, I don't really know.
1: know. Yeah. But, yeah, he's there with her, is, the, is what you were getting at, yeah. Yeah.
0: Then they get, they're, get, they're engaged, they're getting married, and Jill basically says like the day before she's getting married. So like think back like to the, like the day before you get married. It's a hustle and bustle, especially like this production that they were putting on for like Derek and her wedding. And she said that she was like running through the kitchen to do something. And somebody flagged her down and was like, can you sign this? And she thought she was signing like a behavioral thing. She didn't understand what she was signing and she signed it. And really what she was signing was a five-year commitment to do the show. Hmm. and that meant that their lives were now on on camera and if you watch the show which i did not the only reason i know this is because it was on this show i guess anna gave birth to their child one on the toilet and two
1: on tv apparently i mean the whole like being filmed during the birth thing is not what's weird to me in this because they did that on Sister Wives like obviously it was filmed you know like that's part of the thing with these kind of shows but the fact she was on the fucking toilet I'm like (laughs) I was so like what the fuck is happening I was just like you couldn't get like shouldn't you have gotten in the tub or something like why are you on the toilet why are you basically like shitting your kid out basically like
0: maybe she had to poop I don't know As well. I guess that would be the, the best way to do that because then you would just, like, I mean, it's not the best way, but, like, your poop would go in the toilet. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. Yeah, so the birth, on um, like, birthing culture is a big part of this show. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know. that To me, it's just like, oh my god, like, I can't. I, I couldn't imagine, like, I haven't given birth, you've given mm-hmm. birth. Like, could you imagine if, like, there was a fucking camera crew with, like, a, a guy with a boom mic in there just like, okay, can you save can you, like, make that noise again? I didn't quite catch it. Like, oh. can you imagine, like... So, basically, Jill was, like, when they were pregnant, they announced it on the show. And they're only, like, married for, like, less than 30 days. Mm-hmm. They worked fast. <laughs> which basically means they got pregnant, like, night one.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. And so, they, like, announce it on the show, and... everyone's really happy and then jill is basically saying jill's saying like how they basically were like we don't want you to film the birth we don't want you to be in it at all because at first they were like are you gonna be okay if it's like a guy one guy and then she's like no not at all and they were like well that's not gonna happen you're gonna you're gonna do this and so they gave people cameras i still think there was probably some like producers and stuff around Mm -hmm. and it's just She looks miserable. She's giving birth. She's having contractions and pains and and whatnot. And I'm just like, oh, poor girl. Like, I really felt for her because, like, I wouldn't want that to be on Front Street. And all of the Duggar girls who've had kids while the show was running, they had their births filmed. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so weird. And so, basically... This is just like a way to exploit these for more money. Oh, because yeah. think about like, we know how re- reality TV works. They like build up to that shit. They're like, oh, next episode, Jill gives birth. Mm-hmm. And like, they give you clips. So you're like, oh my God, I'm gonna get my popcorn. and I'm gonna watch Jill Duggar give birth on TV. Which <laughs> it sounds, it's like normal, but it sounds so fucking weird when I say it yeah. like that. People give birth all the time. Like, I remember like, what was it on Full House? It was like the first time they ever like gave birth on a TV show. Generally, Uh you're like whisked into a room, and then they whisk Mm. you out with the baby all cleaned up. So this was how it was. But the thing is, is that these girls weren't getting paid at all. Mm -mm. Like they were literally giving birth on fucking national television, and not getting a dime of it. Crazy. And the show was making about eighty five thousand dollars per season at this time, Mm -hmm. and which is pretty good, I think, for TLC. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know.
0: And fucking Jim Bob gets it all all of of it
1: Uh
0: uh-huh when they started doing jill and jess jessa counting on at one point in time jill and derek have their son and they they're living in el salvador Mm -hmm. and you know tlc is flying down and seeing them and jim bob and them are coming down and seeing them and they're they're doing what they believe is their ministry they're like actually Mm -hmm. like being missionaries And basically TLC was like, enough of this, you need to come home. And they were like, we feel obligated to stay in El Salvador. And TLC was like, well, you fucking signed a contract. And she's like, no, I didn't. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. She was like, I (laughs) don't know what you're talking about. And basically they like, Jim Bob sent her the commitment portion of the contract Mm -hmm. and then her signature. And she was just, it's fraud. But then she's so, like, caught up in her head, like, she could have argued, like, I had no idea what I was mm-hmm. signing. Like, the only piece of paper I ever saw was the signature page, which is what she said mm-hmm. earlier. I only saw the signature page. And Jim Bob is like, well, you have this commitment. You have to come home. And hmm. she was afraid. Like, they were basically afraid that when they were going to get off the airplane that they were going to be arrested for, like, breaking a contract.
1: Oh, jeez.
0: And I'm like, oh, this poor child has, like, she's in a, <laughs> like, she has no idea. Yeah. Because it's not like she went to school where she knows actual laws and shit like that and being autonomous. But, I mean, they wouldn't have, like, arrested her, but they would have fined her a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So then Jill and Derek, like, reach out to TLC and are like, okay, well, you need to pay us then. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we've already paid you. Because it was all going to Jim Bob. Right. It was all going to Jim Bob at Mad Family, which I think is just Michelle's initials. Yeah. Yeah. At Mad Family Inc. And so they were just getting paid. And then basically at this point in time, she'd been on as an adult, not her whole life, as an adult, seven and a half years and never saw a dime. And Derek went to Jim Bob and was like, you need to fucking pay us. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Well, what do you want, like $10 an hour?
1: I literally was like, you're fucking joking.
0: And <laughs> he was like, what do you want to pay? And they were basically like going back, like, what's it worth to you? And he's like, well, how much are you going to give us? And basically, Jim Bob is just like, whatever. And I mean, this is how this like whole system with the IBLP works, mm-hmm. is that like you have a shit ton of kids. Yeah. Like having ki- like kids and repopulating the earth is not the point. It's have a bunch of kids so that at some point in time, you can ship your kids off and we can use them for manual labor. Yep. For free, mm-hmm. because we're going to disguise it in these training centers and exploit your children. Mm-hmm. This abuse of child labor laws in America are pretty fucking strict. Like, we have like pretty yeah. fucking strict child labor laws. But how they get around this is that it's considered volunteer work, it's considered ministry, it's considered education, it's considered training. And so kids do all of the work. Like, you'll watch the videos and like that they show, and it's just like all of mm-hmm. these young kids picking up the things. So there's all these different training centers around Mm -hmm. the United States. And there was like a list of them. And I kept seeing like, like I saw Excel and then advanced Excel. And I was like, oh my God, they teach them how to use Excel. (laughs) I was
1: wrong. Uh, No.
0: It's an acronym. (laughs) And I was like, oh. Damn it. They have something called ALERT, which Mm -hmm. is their paramilitary group.
1: Oh my God, scary. And it's only young men. Scary.
0: Right? (laughs) It's very like, it's
1: very intense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like kids march and they're like run drills and shit. And so basically, you go to the, like, as a kid, you're shipped off to these different training centers because of what, like, a leader sees. Bill Gothard or Jim Bob sees, like, oh, you have this really great quality. If they thought you'd be really good in the military, they'd send you to the alert program. And this is because this was something I couldn't, I couldn't remember this. Jill and Jessa, when they were on Counting On, they were midwives. Mm -hmm. They have a midwifery school. Midwifery. That's actually the word. It's midwifery. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I love that word. (laughs) And so it was a school for midwifery. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's not legit. That's not a legit midwife. No, no. no." Mm -hmm. But then when your kids are there, there's these adult leaders that are there that are basically, when you're with your parents, they're your authority. When you go somewhere else, the oldest male there is now the authority. So you would get like in trouble and then you'd have team leaders, which were basically like peer leaders. And, like, if you did something bad, like, these girls were on the show, they were talking, they would lock you in a room that was basically, like, a hotel room without a bed. That's so Just a couch and a Bible. No food. I'm hoping some water. Yeah, right. And they would leave you in there for a while. And you were just meant to pray until you got right with God. There's a girl in there, and she tells the story of basically, like, she was wearing a heel. Like, she was wearing heels. And I don't mean, like, six-inch stilettos. I'm pretty sure I'm wearing a little elevated, like little tiny, just a lift. I don't even want to call it a heel. You should call I'm it a lift. I'm pretty
1: sure my slides I'm wearing right now are thicker than what her heel
0: was. Right. No, no. I was thinking about my, my shoes today. Cause I have like basically loafers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure they were like the height of a loafer. Yeah. And this other team leader thought that that was like distracting to the men. And she sent her to be in there for four days and i'm like that's just crazy one girl is talking about how she's there and you have to go to the store and she bought tampons
1: oh my god and they like
0: took her devil sticks away that was my i'm now gonna call my tampons devil sticks (laughs) because it was a form of pleasure and i was like this is definitely a man saying this because no woman has ever looked at a tampon and went that's a form of pleasure
1: (laughs) literally like are you fucking kidding <laughs> <getting> me
0: <laughs> right and then basically like she was a disgrace because she had let the tampon break her hymen which means that tampon took her virginity fucking eye roll no no you said, like i remember in my church you could use tampons mhm it wasn't a bad thing right. but i was actually like i remember some an adult making a comment to my dad once about Oh, do you let her, when she's menstruating, ride horses? Because that'll break her hymen and then she won't be pure. What the fuck? And my dad was like, I don't ask her what she uses. <laughs> like, that's between her and her OB.
1: <laughs> A.K.A. he was being like, what the fuck? <laughs>
0: right, like, even my dad was like, I don't want to know what my kid uses. My, it's my kid. Yeah. Oh, my God. My dad, he was an alternative healthcare provider and so like he knew anatomy and shit and you know so like and that's how I was taught about it was literally the anatomy of it but like he wasn't gonna be like you can't do this and my mom bought them for me but there is a stigma in a lot of churches that like you can't use tampons because it is a form of breaking your hymen and therefore it's a sin because you're inserting something into your chase Mm -hmm. vessel and I was like are you kidding me like there's no fucking way I'm gonna wear a pad all the time I wonder if
1: I, I guess the same would apply for the 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 cup thing, right?
0: That's probably worse somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I'm oh just like God. you know, a man's you know, a man came up with that. Well, it's a form of pleasure. Sir, let <laughs> bitch, me insert a tampon into you. <laughs> You're not gonna like it. <laughs> it's not pleasurable. <laughs> I'm just saying, like at mm, no point and ever, any time I was like, oh yeah, no, this is, <laughs> this is
1: something I'm enjoying no okay okay we're gonna move on now.
0: <laughs> yeah but the whole point of this is like it's the shame yes. aspect of yes. it, right mm-hmm. you are shamed into staying in line you are sh- the shame of what your sin is keeps you from asking questions it keeps you from standing up for yourself because if you stand up for yourself you have to admit your sin mm-hmm. right like you have to admit that this is what it is and there's this there's this girl, and her name is Lindsay, and she's telling a story about how when she was at a trading center, a girl grabbed a knife and was, like, holding it to her throat. Oh, my God. Because there's a verse in the Bible that says, you, you might as well, like, it's better to hold a knife to your throat than to be gluttonous. And I was like, girl, put the Doritos mm. down. And the knife.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All sharp objects. Like, just come down. And, like, to her point was that the people who needed help the most, all they were offering is prayer. And that's a big, that's a big theme in a lot of areas in this world. But, you know, the whole point of this and the way, especially the way they treated women, is that you were supposed to be the best godly female you could Mm -hmm. be for your husband one day. And that also meant being thin, that meant being fit, that meant being pure. Mm -hmm. So, and it's all brainwashed. And it was all being brainwashed by Bill. And then then we kind of get into, this is where we take a turn into Bill Gothard Mm -hmm. land. Bill, you know, he portrays this kind of, like, meek existence where, like, he's wearing these, like, ill-fitting suits and, like, he just kind of doesn't seem like he has a lot of money. It's just the Institute has a plane to get him places, right? Because he has to travel so much and that's just probably, I Mm. don't know, some sort of saving. I don't (laughs) fucking know. But really, the truth is, is that, like, his family, his whole family was living, as my dad would say, high off the hog, and this extravagant lifestyle. And they had planes, like they had gold plated hallways, they just had all of these things. And a lot of it is that the way that they would, they made money from like these seminars, these conferences, you pay to send your kids to these trainings, the homeschool shit wasn't cheap,
1: right? Mm -hmm.
0: You were like paying through the nose for all this shit. Like people were going broke to do this to live this lifestyle, which is a whole other thing is, is like in Christianity, it's God rewards suffering. And this is how you're suffering is that you might not be able to like afford name brand Mm -hmm. food this month because you have to pay for this conference. (sighs) Bill Gothard also had this way where he was like, I really want to be politically minded. So he would get in with people. He was like Mike Huckabee, Sarah Palin, David Green, who was the owner of Hobby Lobby is one of the biggest contributors into like their kind of like election funds, how they like help certain people get elected. Mm-hmm. and David Green owns the Hobby Lobby you go in there they're playing worship music most of the time without the lyrics because I mm-hmm. grew up in a church and know all the words <laughs> Songs. <laughs> and like I have a hard time because Hobby Lobby has cute shit and it's affordable but it's like I also know that they like don't treat women right and stuff so mm-hmm. like I have a hard time like I literally like in my bedroom right there is a picture about a Hobby Lobby because <laughs> yeah. I love Highland cows and they had them in mm-hmm. surplus <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, no kidding
0: (laughs) my house is very highland gap
1: yes
0: (laughs) so they're very influential and one of the things that they also did is they learned that they could go to like local governments Mm -hmm. and get them to give them properties right things so they they a lot of their expenditures that they would norm like you would normally have buying Mm -hmm. a building maybe like having to pay for like upgrades to buildings and shit they probably just Mm -hmm. got for free yeah, And then it's like, everything is about ministering. So like campaigning is ministering. Like you're getting people to vote for the right, per quote unquote, right person. And that's a form of ministering. And if you're young, you have to like talk kids. I love that they use the words gaslighting kids into, like they literally taught people how to gaslight kids into Bible studies. Mm-hmm. Bible studies are cool. You're cool if you like Bible studies. That's how I convinced my nephew to eat broccoli. <laughs> but... <laughs> not the same they started getting into the prison systems and like one guy that the the guy that they interview for this he's like
1: oh my god
0: he's like i came to prison to get this i was like you did not come to prison Mm. to get this sorry you came to prison because you committed a felony exactly (laughs) i don't know what else to tell you they started getting into the military they started getting into the police. They have a program called the Police Dynamic Institute. So I'm assuming that they like get law enforcement agents to go to this and like they teach them. I these guess. God, which sucks because you can totally see why like someone like if, the, if you've gone to this, you'd be like, wow, these people like these people don't respect women. right? And so, you know, and I get like if you're if you're feeling vulnerable and you don't know who you are as a person. Being told, like, especially, like, if you don't feel important, right? And, like, I could see Mm -hmm. a guy, and I'm saying men because men are highly revered in this culture. And I could feel, like, I could see where a a man who was, like, not feeling important, he didn't feel good about himself. He hears that in this community, in this world, you being a dude automatically makes you superior. you just automatically elevated. And then if you're hardworking, you're willing to be a yes man, you're willing to go with the flow you're elevated and mm-hmm. someone's going to find you a wife because that's their godly duty is to bury your children <laughs> if you don't have the self-esteem this is how you get caught up in that right and it's just yeah mm. and this is like the way that they used 19 kids and counting was another form of like recruitment to this church oh 100 because like If you're sitting there and you're frustrated and you're looking at like the fucking Duggars and they're like 19 perfect angel baby children and they're not talking back, they're not causing problems. I remember one episode they showed like, I think Josie, who's the littlest one, like having a meltdown Mm -hmm. and like throwing a temp drum. Michelle was just like, we're gonna just work through this and God's gonna. And it's like, I could see like if you were a struggling parent, you're like, I want that for my kids. I want them all to look happy Mm -hmm. and functioning and loving one another they basically sell They gaslight you the gaslight the fuck out of you and you're just like i'm Mm -hmm. gonna go and join this yeah and that's what they were they were doing and so basically they were like back to the point where like derek and jill are in el salvador and they're like they're saying no and they're basically being told like you can't and they can't even talk to tlc directly Mm -hmm. because they have chad we talked about him in a previous episode he's like basically. Jim Bob's agent or manager mm-hmm. and he's not letting them talk to them. So basically, Jim Bob decides that he's going to do a payout to people and it mm-hmm. comes out to be minimum wage, it's barely anything. And this is only after the news breaks that Jill Duggar to help feed her family was going to food banks. Right. And people were like, "How the f-? I remember reading that being like, "The fuck, the Duggar's must make lots of money." Mm-hmm. Why is she going to a food bank? She's taking food away from people who need it. But now I understand like no, Jill no, Duggar was like she needed
1: it probably. <sighs> she
0: needed to feed her kids because yeah. Jim Bob was fucking keeping all that money to himself. Or as I might also think, he was probably funneling it through the church. Mhm. The reason why he did the payout is because the older boys were wanting to start their own businesses. Right. It's the only reason these kids got a payout. The only reason Jill and them got a payout is because of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I don't even know. They don't. They didn't get any money. That's right. Jill hasn't gotten any money because you had to sign another contract with him with Mad Family inc which is his production company Mm -hmm. and they were like fuck that we're not doing this and so they were basically told that they weren't on the show anymore Mm -hmm. and they got to walk away and jill and derek don't regret walking away you can tell they just Mm -hmm. seem happier Mm -hmm. or at least happy with the choice but one of the things that was really fucking weird for me was apparently derek received an anonymous text message from a really great friend (laughs) it was really long Like, it was scrolling down, and I was like, oh, God, that's an emotional text for sure. Every Mm. text message I have that long is definitely something that I've (laughs) written, rewritten, sent to Tara. Should I say this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But one part I I captured, because I happened to, like, because when I watch these shows, I make notes, and so I pause a lot. And this happened to be what was on the screen. Oh, God. Part of the text message said, he picked you to marry this beautiful, untouched virgin, Derek. He trusted you.
1: Oh, what?
0: The speculation is that Jim Bob Duggar got a burner phone and sent this text message to Mm -hmm.
1: Derek.
0: Oh, yeah, by the way, in this episode, the Hoyts are back. Jim Hoyt and, or Jim Holt, I mean, sorry, Jim Holt and Bobby Holt are back. Mm -hmm. And they were like, this is weird shit. Like the whole time, they were like, this is weird. Also, in the text message, there's basically like death threats in there. Yeah. That, like, being dishonorable or being disrespectful, like, in biblical means it's death. The result of that is, like, a death penalty. The penalty is death. I think it was meant, I, I'm i going to hang my hat on this. This is my theory. And you know I like a good conspiracy theory, Tara. Mm-hmm. I think Jim Bob Duggar sent that text message to Derek as a way of scaring him into complying, and then it didn't work. Yeah.
1: Oh my God, something that just came out about Jim. <gasps> mm-hmm. Holt? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. is he a bad man?
1: Well, it says... Please
0: tell me he's just like, he left the church, not plays Santa, and is a happy man.
1: N- no. No. His wife?
0: Bobby. Okay,
1: so Bobby got a temporary... Temporary restraining order granted on April 21st, and then got a longer lasting order on May 8th for herself and their 11 kids against him. This year? Yes.
0: Jim, to quote Tyra Banks, I was rooting for you.
1: And in addition to Bobby's request (sighs) being granted, it's also been reported that their son, Samuel, also filed a complaint against his father. There aren't a lot of details, basically, on why they did it.
0: Ooh, I'm gonna have to, like, set a Google alert for this shit.
1: Yeah. According to... I don't know whose Instagram, because the picture's not there anymore. But apparently, the protection order for Bobby and her kids against Jim can last up to 10 years.
0: Oh, so that's...
1: And he is barred from the home. During the trial... I know this just went, like, left field, but Sorry. During a trial for the orders, Bobby and the kids presented video and photographs of the abuse they experienced from Jim. One of the daughters was ju- was allegedly hit so hard by Jim that he injured her neck and she's been getting regular <sighs> medical care. And at least four of the kids are living separately from both parents and with a sibling.
0: Fucking how dare he? Fucking how dare he come sit on a show that's to basically show that there are these creepy ass men in this church and then you're fucking abusing your kids. How fucking dare you, Jim Holt.
1: Disgusting.
0: That is so disgusting. I am. I am so mad right now. I don't even know this man. And I feel like, fuck, like how dare you come on a show and out Jim Duggar or Jim Bob Duggar, which granted, I'm glad he was able to be like, this is the shit that he lied. But to Mm -hmm. sit there and pretend to be this nice, wholesome dad, but you fucking abuse your kids. You're a piece of fucking trash. Mm -hmm. Piece of fucking trash. We're going to move on from Jim Holt. (laughs) Anyway. So basically (sighs) they start talking about how this church is set up is that honor, respect, obey. That's the Mm -hmm. way it works. You honor someone. That means you're respecting them. That must mean you must obey them. And like I mentioned earlier, the oldest male, wherever you are, has authority so if you're in your home it's your dad
1: but like Mm -hmm. your dad
0: is gone it would be your eldest brother Mm -hmm. so apparently in this in these training centers sexual assault happens all the time and bill got himself in some hot water but his brother steve Mm -hmm. so steve is bill's brother and basically he's in a position of power and it was very well known That at the headquarters, he was just running around sexually harassing women and assaulting them and everything like that. And and he would like coerce them into doing sexual acts on him. And basically, Steve got told on and Bill was like, "Okay, I've got the answer. We're going to send him away to a lesser facility where he can do less harm. However, there's like no one fucking watching him up there. Mm -hmm. So basically Bill was like, just kidding, I'm giving you free reign to do all of this up there. So it's in like, I think they called it the Northwoods campus. I think it's in Michigan. It's up in one of those like states. I I don't know. I didn't remember exactly Mm -hmm. where. But here's a fun fact. When girls would act up, he would send them to Steve. So he would load them up on the plane and fucking send them to Steve and then Steve would do whatever the fuck he wanted to them. And then it came out that this was happening and people just couldn't deny it anymore. There was no way to get around it. And people confronted Bill Uh, because also like Bill got caught with a young girl. Mm -hmm. And I think he like blamed it on Steve somehow. And so everyone like deflected off of Bill onto Steve. And so Bill was like, okay, guys, I have the answer to the Steve problem. We don't have to get rid of him. Now, what we're going to do is one of the girls that he's assaulted, probably raped, probably done something horrible to, Mm -hmm. we're going to have her marry him. And this is going to fix Steve because Steve wasn't married. The reason Steve was acting this way is he needed to be married. And the church went, no, dude, that's weird. Yeah, You know, when a group of crazy, like, fundamentalists are like, that's too much for us. Bill was like, okay, so they basically kick Steve out of the church. He has gone by. But then they start teaching this new thing. And it was the Matthew 18, Mm -hmm. which made it, it made it basically illegal in this church to gossip, (laughs) which meant (laughs) you couldn't fucking go like, okay, so like, if someone abused me, Uh I couldn't go. And be like, oh my god, someone abused me because that's gossip. That's not gossip. No, that's reporting. Yeah, the fucking brainwashing these people were like, oh, if you're being sexually like sexually assaulted and you tell someone other than the person who's sexually assaulting you, you're a gossip, and that's not permitted. You'd go to hell. I'd be like, fine, sign me up, get me a double condo in hell. I'm gonna report.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah.
0: And there's this thing, and Jill Duggar actually says it, or Jill Dillard now. She says, you praise publicly and confront personally, privately. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. This is why this wouldn't work. Because if if someone does something bad, and you're, like, standing up on Sunday at church, and you're like, oh, praise brother Steve. Steve's out here being good. He raised money for, I don't know, whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. But then he's, like, secretly harmed you. Yeah. And then you go to Steve in person and you're like, hey, you fucking hurt me, harmed me, sexually assaulted me. You're putting yourself in a position to be sexually assaulted again.
1: Mm-hmm. Or worse. They right. could freaking murder someone, and I swear they'd go bury the body. Like
0: She ran mm. off. She left the church. Freaking I'm sure that has I'm sure that's happened. So, you know, there's no recourse for abuse. And then we are reintroduced to a woman by the name of Emily Anderson. She's was in, the I think, the first episode, and now she's mm-hmm. back. Basically, when she was 10, her father started to molest her. And she was, you know, obviously, she can't tell anyone because it's gossip. But I think I think her dad did. I think her dad told Bill. But Bill, when she first met Bill, she was 13, and he was 71. And he looked at her and was like, I like her. He told his assistant, I want to keep her. Ugh. Don't let her get away. At 14, Bill was trying to convince his pa- her parents to send her to the headquarters to work. But I don't think that happened. Then they kind of introduced you to this thing called the journey to the heart, which is so gross. So basically what it is, is like, if you're hand selected by Bill himself, you get put into this 10 week. It was either ten day or ten week retreat type situation, where at least one time during all of this, you would have a one on one with Bill, and he would basically interview you. Mm-hmm. And Derek hit it on the fucking head when he said this. He's like, basically, he's asking all these questions. He's learning what your like your triggers are. He's learning what like your vulnerabilities are, mm-hmm. and he knows how to exploit them. And I was like, well, that's very profound. <laughs> like that's what's happening. And then Lindsay, she's the girl with the pink hair. If you're watching, mm-hmm. she comes back. She was 18, and she went to the Journey to the Heart. And Bill took quite a liking to her. That he suggested that she go work at headquarters. Which apparently, if you're a woman and you're being said like, "Oh, you should go to headquarters," this is like the biggest honor you can have. Mm-hmm. And it's really <laughs> this part, like they kind of like tangent off a little bit sometimes, and like this. Is, this one chick she's like purple hair she was like yeah he he reminds me of this they're talking about bill that he has the snake eyes from the snake from jungle book like he would just like hypnotize you Mm -hmm. and i was like oh yeah because i think there's like that like video out there online where his eyes are all glossy and he looks like demon possessed (laughs) but like that's what that's how he was so people were drawn to him people just listened to him and One of his fundamental teachings is that you're supposed to repopulate the earth, you're supposed to have large families, you're supposed to do this in the name of God, but Bill never marries. Mm -hmm. He never marries, and he never, and so, but he's the one telling people, like, this is how you have children, this is how you raise children, but he's never raised children. And Lindsay is talking about how, like, they would all go on these, like, van, like they'd be going places and Bill would go with them and they'd be in the van. And they all these girls were under the age of 18 and he would, like, pet them. You know, he'd, like, play with their hair, rub their shoulders, put their hands on their thigh, his hand on their thighs, up their th- skirt. Like, the way she said it was so, like, this is how life is. And I was like, oh, no. And as someone mm-hmm. who's been abused, I'm like, yeah. no, that's not, not okay. My- mm-hmm. And then the, the documentary goes back to Emily, and now she's 18, and she goes to headquarters. And basically, Bill tells her dad that she wants to come here. Basically manipulates him into sending her to him. But then Bill tells Emily that he's the new authority over her, that her father no longer is. And he asks them if they were virgins. And Lindsay's talking about they would, like, pray sometimes together. Mm-hmm. And they had this six-inch rule, which, you know, in my church, they said, leave room for the Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I remember one time someone said that, and my friend was like, the Holy Spirit's a ghost. He can fit anywhere.
1: Uh, And I was like, "That's great,
0: (laughs) touche. And so they would ask him, like, are you a virgin? And then they were, like, praying. And she's like, because apparently, like, if you get down on your knees and pray, that's, like, an elevated sense of prayer. And so they were doing that. And, like, she was, like, holding her hands out in front of her, like, think like a little kid praying at bedtime. And, like, Bill reached over and, like, grabbed her hand and was, like, rubbing it and, like, rubbing her shoulders and, ugh, ugh, her thighs. Like, can you
1: just imagine,
0: like, this old gross? No, sorry. I don't want. No, don't go there. Moving on. Okay. So, basically, with Emily, he tells her, like, your dad no longer, you belong to me now. Your dad doesn't love you. I love so you. I'm going to take care of you you know basically he was gonna like take her into his office and have his way with her and it was like at the center and no one was there and they were like on the way to his office and i guess like before you got in there there was like an aide like an aide's desk Mm -hmm. this young guy was sitting there like working on his computer and he looks up and bill looks shocked that there's a dude there but now he now thank god for that guy yeah i mean and i don't know like it might have happened another time but it stopped that and so emily goes home and the abuse at home gets worse and basically emily learns from her father that bill was the reason she was with bill was to learn to be more submissive to her father it's this weird i literally wrote what the sick fuck like he literally groomed Mm -hmm. this girl to go back and be preyed upon by her own father Incest is against the Bible. Like, I've read the Bible. It talks Mm -hmm. about that. You're not supposed to do it. And you're not supposed to, like, have sex out of wedlock. So, like, this guy is literally being corrupt on top of being corrupt. It's like being sick on top of being sick on top of being sick, minded. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like you're so perverse that you think it's okay to groom a girl so that her father can go home and, like, destroy her life.
1: Mm.
0: And all of these girls, there were so many girls that basically started to speak out. And then. There's this teaching in the Bible, and it's taken completely out of context. Like, I'm trying to remember, like, what it is, because it's, like, in Deuteronomy. And Deuteronomy is full of rules and stuff. Literally, there's a rule in the Bible that if two men are fighting and a wife intervenes, and somehow her hand accidentally touches the other guy's penis, Mm. that you're to cut the wife's hand off. (gasps) Were women just going around grabbing dick? (laughs) Is that how they were fighting? Like, I was like, how did... Because you know how, like, when you go to, when you go to some place and they have a rule and you're like, okay, someone had to make a rule about this. So I was just like, what is accident? Like, I don't know what the hell is happening, the way people were fighting, but okay. But basically, it's called the law of crying out. And it's basically saying that if a woman is being attacked and she doesn't cry out for help or cry out to God for help, she is equally to blame for what's happening. And these women didn't even A lot of times, like, the molestations, like, Lindsay's talking about, like, she didn't even realize it was wrong. Because it was something that happened so much. It was just commonplace. Mm -hmm. So, like, why would she cry out? But then, obviously, because you can't gossip, you can't, like, tell on people. In this culture, it's the victim's fault. And one of the girls on the show basically says they were in this, like, group, basically like a Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. And they asked the girls in there who had been, like, raped or molested or attacked and like you know you had to raise your hand because you can't fucking lie and then you were supposed and this is the sick part you were supposed to tell everyone what you were doing slash did to deserve it disgusting she's like talking about oh like people would be like oh well she was bending over to scrub the floor so her ass was out
1: you know how the fuck else do you do you do that
0: Apparently with your ass very clenched, standing upright, like a box with a big swiffer. I
1: don't even know if you could use that because, you know, who knows? Jesus Christ. Fucking horrible. (laughs) All that her arms were moving. you know. And
0: Michelle Duggar kind of comes on to talk about like, because remember, she was a gymnast slash cheerleader. Mm -hmm. She brings up this thing called defrauding, which is basically stirring up feelings that you cannot righteously fulfill. Meaning that girls who walk around and do cheerleading or dancing are making men horny and because they can't marry all of them and fuck them, they're sinning. The Bible also says in it that, like, if your eyes cause you to sin, you're supposed to gouge them out. Why do no one in this church, like, bring that up? Why is that not a thing? I have no idea. I did, I just want to tangent this. I saw this on TikTok the other day. I I may have sent it to you. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's on the front of the shorts. It has a Bible verse, but on the back of it, it talks about the gouging out of eyes. (laughs) So basically on the ass. So if you're like staring at someone's butt and you're basically (laughs) reading that, like, if this is causing you to sin, you should gouge your eyes out. I was like, that is the most touche pair of shorts I have ever (laughs) encountered.
1: (laughs) You did not send me that. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: I'll have to find it and send it to you. I probably sent it to Rags, but I'll send it to you. <laughs> basically, being a woman in this church is tempting men.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, she wore she wore a skirt today, and I saw her ankle. And it all kind of comes back to Bill Gothard. And, like, basically, he has the playbook to be a very powerful narcissist. Because he is. Mm-hmm. And then... The downfall of Bill Gothard is this. There's a website, I believe it's called, I I think it's .org, Recovering Grace. And it's all about the IBLP church and all this like abuse that happens, both physical, sexual, all of it. And people go and they tell their stories because like they weren't allowed to push back or talk back and telling a story like this would be talking back. And Emily actually like came across this website and she posted her story about Bill and bill fucking called her and was like oh my god take that down blah 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 and then she was like no hung up and then he just kept calling her and this website was basically showing to the world there's all this grooming behavior happening and it's starting at the top of this church with bill Mm -hmm. so the church goes well what the fuck are we supposed to do oh, I know, we'll remove Bill. And they, like, take him out of leadership, and eventually, like, at one point you'll see in the documentary, they, like, literally kick him out of a facility.
1: Yeah, oh my gosh, like, footage. hmm
0: It was really, they were like, <laughs> William something <laughs> Gothard is being removed from, and they say the address, and I was like, oh, damn, they, like, kicked his ass out. <laughs> they called their own military and was like, get the fuck out. And that's basically how they did this. They trespassed yeah. him so he couldn't come back, But the IBLP is worth about $90 million. And guess who is in line to be the new Bill Gothard? If your guess is anything but Jim Bob Duggar, you haven't been paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Right, God. And then the episode is winding down and his niece, I believe her name is Amy, starts talking Mm -hmm. about the whole, like, in 2019, the last time she talked to Jim Bob was in 2019 is when homeland security called or reporters were calling them about homeland security and she called him because trash was arrested we all know this and it was for you know child pornography Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where they leave the episode but i do want to say like they do give his quote and i forgot that he said this he's i'm not denying it i'm not denying guilt (gasps)
1: oh <gasps> so far but gross. and
0: then he kind of starts talking a little bit and he goes i don't want to say the wrong thing and mm-hmm. then it's going to lead into the next episode which is going to be about trash that...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: getting what he deserves
1: oh yes 100%.
0: actually no i feel like he needs more than what he's getting true but that's where we're gonna leave this episode. There's one more. I thought th- I thought this was the last one. And I was like all excited for it, and then I was
1: like, Oh <laughs> no, we got another one. But yeah,
0: it'll be next week. We will do our mm-hmm. final episode on shiny happy people, which are not shiny happy people. They're very, very, yeah. very hurt people. Yeah. I'm glad we dumped this out, and I don't want to think about it again. And I'm going to just say bye
1: now. Yep. Bye, guys. Toodles.